Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome, everybody, to Best Friends Pod, where we count in the podcast at different intervals. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, you started out like five, four, three, two, one. I was trying to let people have a chance to have their last pre-show chit-chats before I counted us in thoroughly. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> my wife the considerate one mm-hmm. um i am your host aaron weiss the uh smurf of smyrna even like in some ways we're an opposite for smurf because like red hair like smurfs oh. are blue you have to have red hair so like oh, a leprechaun of smyrna but don't smurfs wear little hats yeah, one of them does have a red hat. Yeah, the the hustler of Hurt Road. Uh, okay, don't give out. Hustler of Hurt Road. It's a long road. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am joined by the sage of Smyrna, Erica J. Weiss. Howdy, howdy. My wife. And joining us from... The Covington area of what state? Never going to tell you. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have Caleb J. Peeler and Megan K. Peeler. Woo! They are the cats of Covington. Yeah. The coolest cats. The coolest cats of Covington. Don't yeah. get it twisted. <laughs> they are cool cats. Um, Everybody, this is Best Friends Pod, show where each and every week four best friends gather around a video chat service of some sort and talk about things that they just want to talk about. Mm-hmm. If you like that and you want to be a part of the show, email us at weisscastpodcast at gmail.com. The email that I check very often for <laughs> email topics and uh, right into the show. If you really like the show, uh, join us on Patreon where a dollar a month can uh, help us keep the metaphorical lights on. Um, that's not actually true. The, the, the dollar a month does help cover the cost of production a little bit. Um, but the lights will be indeed unaffected because we do not control Georgia power in our area. Dang it. I gave away the state. Um, oh my gosh. How could you? They know where we are. All of our fans. Both of them. <laughs> You hear that, Caroline Lavender? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this week, we have have Caleb starting out the topics, the discussion. Oh, cool. Because, and he totally knew that. I, yes. We talked about, we we game plan before every single Mm -hmm. podcast. There's a a whole pre-show that we're just like really refining the, yeah. the the podcast every week and totally not just chit-chatting about anything that comes to our mind yep. yeah that'd be unprofessional <laughs> my topic something near and dear to my heart oh no i think it's something near... it's me <laughs> yes it's megan 
uh, I think it's something that's near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, in fact, it's what I had for dinner today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's what I had for lunch yesterday. I'll probably have for another meal sometime this week. Yeah. Uh, what am I talking about? Talking about a little Italian little pie that's called pizza. Uh, yes, I've heard of it. <laughs> near and dear to all a, of us. The uh, asteric, eccentric asteric. Not, I don't know what a dish if you know about, you know. Yeah, oh yeah, so unique. It's very niche. Absolutely. Niche. <laughs> um for those at home, it's generally like some kind of bread with like a sauce, perhaps pesto. Anyway, never mind. No, stop. So I'm, to get to my question, Richard, <laughs> I, I just want to know like what is your like ideal pizza? Like what does that look like for y'all? Like what kind of toppings? Like, yes. Thick, thin crust, like best pizzas you've maybe had um, i think second question can be like if you don't have one cool but i love to hear pizza favorite pizzas yeah i think my favorite pizza that is you know most people can find is mellow mushroom mm. you know it's very near to most people at least around the atlanta area i'm sure it's in most in parts of the country but atlanta chain isn't it yeah in our it, it is a chain area. In our undisclosed state, yes. Oh my goodness! In our undisclosed area, I'm so sorry. No, I'm um, no, yeah, I'm trying. I don't know how if it really is everywhere in the country or if it's only in some states, but I just think it's so good. I love the crust. That is one thing I like in a pizza. Is I it's think that nationwide. it's pretty nationwide. If you're living in Montana or Idaho or Nevada, I'm so sorry. They're missing Oklahoma, out. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, I feel like some pizza places try to go for like a thin, discreet crust where like the toppings really shine, but Mellow doesn't play that way. Mm-hmm. Mellow was like, I will give you the best crust you've ever had, and I really respect them for that. I think they have really good specialty pizzas, like the holy shiitake pizza is so good. Mm. And the um funky q chicken like their barbecue chicken pizza oh. is also a favorite so i mean those are probably maybe my two favorite specialty pizzas from a pizza place i'm a big fan of making pizza at home i just think there's something about that that's so like it's so fun it's maybe one of my favorite ways to it's like maybe one of my favorite dishes to cook i will say because it's so easy and everyone can build their own yeah. You don't have to make sure you're making something that everyone will like. You know, it's great. Megan and I only make pizza at home like twice a year, like from mm-hmm. scratch. But every time we do it, we're like, why don't we do this more often? I know. And then instead of like six or eight months before we do it again. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I I want to get to the point where like I can just have a pizza dough in the freezer mm-hmm. and take out and like have it thaw, get to room temperature, and we can, you know, have a pizza within the next half hour or whatever. Like, yes. But he could I'm, I'm not at that point. Um, sadly, it does not like great pizzas, but like I have very fond memories growing up. And my mom would buy like this kit from um, Chef Boyardee that was like a like home um, pizza kit mm-hmm. and. The dough came in a little tin can, and like you open up a tin can, and like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I have very fun memories making that pizza. Um, 
I feel like I can still like smell and taste it. I mean, it's not like high quality dough or anything, but I think the fond memories of like, I was always excited when mom got that because I mean, meant I got to make pizza with my mom. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. That, that was a very fun time. My mom had a, uh, I don't know if she discovered the recipe or if she developed the recipe or found a recipe and tweaked it or whatever. But um, she has a recipe that she passed down to my brother and I and also gave it to um, like my extended family. And uh, I have an uncle that makes makes it regularly like he makes the the recipe regularly and to the point where he's like perfected it and i he makes it every friday and erica has yet to um experience this but it i soon i want to take her and go and we can have pizza day with (laughs) with my uncle david Mm -hmm. um but yeah I, as far as like my favorite pizza, I have two answers for this. Go for it. Um, little humble brag, I've been to the birthplace of pizza, Naples, Italy. Whoa. Um, <laughs> and you've probably heard of Neapolitan-style pizza. It's really good. Um, it's very similar to New York-style, but uh, I, don't, I forget what makes it different, but... Um, it's delicious. Highly recommend. Uh, even just like the the normal like margarita pizza, which is just like crushed tomatoes, some basil, and some mozzarella cheese, is like yeah. some of the most legit pizza you can get. Um, hopping back across the pond <laughs> here in America, um, my favorite pizza is at a place in New Albany, Indiana called the New Albanian Brewing Company. Mm. And they have this pizza called The Roundhouse, which is a huge pizza. Well, I guess you can get it in multiple sizes, but um, it's it's like a pan-style pizza, like, like Pizza Hut or, you, you know, pan-style. You're right. Um, but it's like a thousand times better than anything you can get at Pizza Hut. Like mm. the crust. The the first time Erica had it, she just grabbed my hand and <laughs> couldn't say anything because it was so good. I was in a <laughs> deep state of shock at what I had tasted. <laughs> and I used to I used to get the pizza every time I visited my brother. Um, but my brother moved outside of New Albany now, and um, we don't necessarily get to have the pizza every time we visit. Just most times we visit. But I'm not going to lie. I think every time I've been, we've had it. So. <laughs> not sorry. That's been about, what, two years now? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just, it's so good. And if I lived in that area, if I lived within 30 minutes, I would probably eat there once a week. Like. It's delicious. It's like the best. Wow. Yeah, it's so good. Road trip. <laughs> road trip. Honestly, we should. We really should. I agree. Um, but yeah, those are those are my favorite pizzas, and I, I would say like either of those are my ideal pizza. But 
to answer that question a little more thoroughly, just a nice a nice crust. As long as it's done well, I don't really have a preference. Yeah. Um, a light amount of marinara sauce, not too light. We went, we got a pizza recently from a local place, and it it was like maybe a teaspoon on the whole pizza. (laughs) They went way too light. Um, But just like a thin layer of sauce, good amount of cheese, and some just covered in pepperonis. Yeah. Marco's Pizza, this really cool pepperoni pizza, because they do the classic, like, American pepperoni, plus, like, the quote-unquote old country, like, Italian pepperoni. They they call it the old country pepperoni in their marketing. It cracks me up. But it's so good. So you get, like, those, like, nice little crunchy pepperonis and those, like, big, you know, regular pepperonis like we're used to. So it's kind of a fun... um, juxtaposition and a bite <laughs> it's yeah. very poetic get like more like common like chain mm-hmm. um so i have i have a couple pe- okay, i've never I have, I have a few stories so first pizza stories i didn't know that's what we were doing i don't know i'm gonna say two three times like pizzas you're like, not allowed to change it i'm just kidding I'm just it's just with your stories um, so <laughs> first one so when I was a sophomore, junior in high school, we did a band trip to New York. Um, and my friends and I, we were like, we gotta have New York pizza. And we were so excited to get New York, New York pizza. And we were like, we only had like one afternoon where we could like walk around this one area of New York. And like, I was very much like, guys, we can't just get pizza anywhere. We have to like find someplace that look, like, looks good. Um, but they were like, no, we like, the first pizza we're seeing. And so, like, we're walking down the street, and there's some guy, like, he has a little pizza cart, and he's like, pizza out of it. And I'm like, we're going to get pizza. It's going to be so good. And it was awful. Like, my, my only experience of having New York pizza was, like, the sauce is probably basically ketchup. It was bad. One worst piece of pizza. Um, That's real unfortunate. Uh, when I was in Italy, I did have pizza in Venice. Uh, it was pretty good. It wasn't anything crazy. Honestly, I think like Antiqua is it Antiqua? Antiqua? Antiqua, sorry. Antiqua in um Atlanta. Atlanta. Um I know undisclosed state. Yes. <laughs> and and oh, well. <laughs> was like better than the pizza I had in Italy. Uh, also it was in Venice, which I don't think is like a pizza center of Italy by any means. Um, I mean, they also always say about Italian food when you're in Italy is that we just season food differently in America. So when you go to Italy, expect for the ingredients to be very fresh, but don't expect for all the seasonings that you're used to. And And I feel like that is an important distinction. It is. And I will say in Naples or Napoli, um, that the pizza that that's the best way to describe the pizza that I had there. It was just very fresh and the, it was bright uh, because of the tomato. Um, Literally the only thing I I put like a little drizzle of olive oil on it and it was perfection. I think it's probably isn't my favorite pizza, but I think like one of my favorite, like, like pizza places I've been to is Partners Pizza. Um, I grew up 
um, and the only county where there's three partners pizza because yes, go it's on. like a, a local chain in Kuwait County. I don't know why it's only in Kuwait County. I didn't go, yeah, but it's just, just in Kuwait County. Um, um, and so like that was where I went to growing up as partners. Um, it was great. They had one, they don't have one on the menu anymore, but the hamburger pizza was like my go-to as a kid. Um, that was a great pizza, good barbecue chicken pizza. Is that um, the same place that has like a baked potato pizza? Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, I had that once and I really liked it and I was very surprised that I like it, liked it. My friend Danny was like, let's just order it. And I was like, Danny, ew. <laughs> and then it ended up being delicious. <laughs> yeah, so partners, like, well, I like I like partners a lot. It has very good crust. I think with pizza, do. like if you don't have the crust, your pizza is not going to go above like a five or six. But you can have mm-hmm. you can have a you can have like if you have really great crust, your sauce and cheese I think can be weaker and still be an overall better like good pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with pizza. that. Um, so. I love barbecue chicken pizza. I love some classic pepperoni. Um, also, we've been very into like, we'll order pizza, we'll get like pepperoni and like green pep. Mm-hmm. It's good. So, yeah. Uh, Solid pizza. Solid um, pizza. There is a partners in Woodstock, which is whoa, decidedly not Coweta County. Also, so. I forgot there's definitely one in Peach City, which is decidedly not Coweta County. It's like a, <laughs> a Coweta County. I guess I'm in Fayetteville anymore, but like, there's just in a certain area yeah. there's Partners Pizza. Yes. It's not a national and state. Woodstock, and <laughs> Woodstock in this certain area of the state that we lived in that you guys will never know. Yeah, because we're really good at telling you where we're, where we're not. <laughs> I mean, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, pizza. Um, I really like pizza. I'm a thin crust girly. Like mm. ultimately, I think generally I'm I'll eat any crust and I'll. You know, because most people at least like would prefer a thicker crust. Yes. Like, I tend to eat that, but I do love a thin crust. I just love the crunch, like a crunch yeah. I do thin too. crust pizza. Um, I'm also a really big toppings girly, so I do actually care a lot about the toppings, and I like pepperoni. I like black olives, green pep. Uh, I like feta. Sometimes I'll get like a great like the white pizza where it's like the ricotta base with olive oil and like there's feta on it and oh i love that (laughs) i just love ricotta so very i do too um yeah like oh i like the red chili flakes on my pizzas Mm. very good um there is a pizza i can't say that i can't think of like specifically pizza place where it's like blew my mind like the best pizza necessarily but one that sticks out is there was this um pizza place in my hometown called luigi's Mm -hmm. that has very recently closed down which is like super sad because anytime i come home we'd usually end up getting luigi's when i was home i haven't had their pizza if i had their Stromboli, which is very mm. good. which is good i honestly would get their ravioli a lot because <laughs> usually my dad would get a big pizza so i would always have some of that but i really enjoyed their pizza it was very good and it's also very nostalgic for me and like a a constant in our in our cycle of meals yeah. in the in my manning household so yeah 
yeah i can't think of other places i mean like i've also been a big like i would eat frozen pizzas all the time i like red baron a lot (laughs) that's my go-to frozen pizza uh usually um yeah i like i really love pepperoni on my pizza i've really come to I've come to terms with Yeah, I think, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pepperoni and pizza is just one of those combinations, like, you can have pizza without pepperoni, but unless I'm going to get, like, a barbecue chicken pizza, right? I feel like pepperoni is going to be in my pizza. Right. Yeah, it's kind I think of honestly, I, It's a crime that pizza places, like, count it towards the pizza topping, because it should be just, like, cheese implied. <laughs> it should honestly. be basic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Give me three toppings plus pepperoni. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. All the three-year-olds who think pepperoni is spicy that are stopping the pizza place. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom's a three. (laughs) Three Three-year-olds, I'm so sorry. Mom's a sensitive Jody doesn't like flavor. She doesn't like anything that could be related to spicy. That reminds me of a TikTok. And it was this comedian... uh, responding to another tiktok it's like where do where do white people keep hot sauce and the the person stitched it and she was holding a big jar of mayonnaise and she was like oh we keep it in the we keep it in the fridge Uh, otherwise it goes bad (laughs) if i'm feeling really spicy i'll add some salt (laughs) some salt oh man i hate that it was so funny Pizza talk. Hashtag pizza talk. Yo, uh, join us in the spring as we launch pizza talk for oh my cast. Can you imagine? This yeah. is where we're going to eat 40 pizzas in 30 days. <laughs> the day of reckoning. Be reckoning. <laughs> I will not be participating. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if we had like all the time, it would be really fun to like, go to like the top like pizza places in Georgia and just find the top pizza place. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be so fun. Yeah. I don't know, though. Georgia's a pretty random state. I don't know why you would pick Georgia, it. I think it's because we definitely. Why would we even choose Georgia? That's yeah, it's so not, it's random. Not like we, it's not like we have to go to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go so out of our way to go to Georgia. Yeah. Okay, well, that was yeah. Like, <laughs> perhaps Georgia's a neighboring state that you think it would be convenient <laughs> to go to. Perhaps. Someone save us. Talk about something. Help. <laughs> um, okay, I have one. It could be pretty quick. What is the scariest animal you've been around? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yo. Like, you were okay. like, not fearing for your life. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. But like, you were like, oh, I'm out and about. This animal is scaring me. Go on. Mm. Go on. Okay, this is absolutely a ridiculous answer, but it was my first guts reaction and i feel like i need to share it anyways even though it's ridiculous when i was a child my mom had like a book club or like a mom's club type situation where all the moms would talk and hang out and all the kids would go be rambunctious like in some other room i don't even know right um and at this one house that we went to this family had three pugs (laughs) and i had never seen such at the time, I had never seen a pug. I had only seen my family's dog and maybe the dog, like, across the street, you know? Right. Like, a nice fluffy kind of dog. And I had never experienced, like, you know, long nose. I had never seen a pug. 
And I was not only like horrified, but the pugs also kept coming over and like trying to bite my ankles and it would like oh eat my-, my donut. I would set my donut oh, down on the coffee table and it would come and eat my donut. And I don't, oh my gosh. And I felt like there was only one of them. And then I saw two of them. And then at one point I realized there's three of them. And they all <laughs> look the exact same. And it just felt nightmarish. So that's yeah. probably not a good answer to like a scary animal, but that's no. the time I was the most scared due to no, that, the animals around me. That yeah, works. I don't expect anyone to be like, oh, I was face to face with a lion. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Um, I think like I have a couple answers. I I am like, I know horses are very docile, but uh, yeah. I, I do think I'm kind of freaked out sometimes. I get yeah. close to horses. They're pretty big at the size. Yeah. I know like we we live near some horses, and like not that they even go crazy if they get out. But sometimes when I'm like out walking around a house, I'm like, man, the horses could jump the fence if they want to. Yeah, thank you. Oh that. yeah. Um, but like Army is like, man, this horse could just like <laughs> trample me if we want to. And I like <laughs> it's gonna outrun me, it can outpace me. Oh, for like, sure. Like there's there's no escaping a horse. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that I think like, I know Austin that they're super docile. Uh, they're not like even if you like aggravate them, they're probably like they're not like Yeah, generally. Generally they're not like <laughs> they're not malicious animals. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're kind of freaking out. That's um, fair. Like it's a story where I was actually like Oh, so the only story I can think of where I was like being like I was actually like legitimately like kind of scared of an animal. Um so I went I was in couple Boy Scouts as a kid, and I was like 12 or 13, I'd go on this rafting trip, and we're up in like north, like deep in the woods of North Carolina, um, and I guess like there's the pack of coyotes near our campsite. Um, it kind of shocks me that they, the coyotes did this, because like there were like 10 or 12 people just like in the camp, um, but a, like a pack of coyotes like got in the camp and so coyotes like when they like get growled up they like yip yeah and so like uh-huh. something mm-hmm. like, we've been asleep for two or three hours and suddenly like these coyotes just like start having a party yeah like, in our camp just like yipping yelling yipping like, <laughs> yip yip i was like yeah i was like that was, Papa. That was like, <laughs> i was like what is going on yeah. is that is pretty so freaky freaking out um, yeah, that that is quite the thing to wake up to. And yeah, I'd be I think scared. I think it was more just like, I mean, coyotes are very skittish. I think they probably just like weren't aware that there were like a bunch of people just like here. Maybe idiots. <laughs> they should have known. I mean, boss, like, but they could definitely smell humans. I don't know. How old did you say you were again? I was like twelve or thirteen. Okay. So I was like with Jimmy. Like I'm sleeping in my tent with my friends. And I heard this. I was like, shh, like Jimmy was like shaking, like. There's like people. The train's coming, so uh, go ahead. Um, so this is a, this is a tough one. I mean, I feel like I've seen a bear in person, but not no way, not like super close or anything. Like, like I could see it, like you know, a few hundred yards away. Like, I've seen a bear at the Yellow River Game Ranch. 
What? A place where there's purposely a bear. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a really um, inhumane zoo, I think. They probably should shut it down. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so it's like it's like Tiger King. Uh yeah, but not tigers. It's just like bears and possums and stuff. It's like possums. It's not that great, but I used to go with Mac and Allie, two of my best friends, and we loved it. Poor man's tiger zoo. Or tiger king. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Like I'm pretty skittish around insects. Fair. Um, especially when they like fly by my ear. Mm. Uh, you, I mean, um, account under the animals. Yeah, literally one of my biggest like, I don't know if it's rational or irrational, but one of my biggest fears is like an insect laying eggs in my ear. Uh. Um. Yikes. And I have no reason to ever think that this is going to happen, but I just. You thought of it one day, and you've never stopped thinking yep. of it. And and Haunted. yeah, uh, <clears throat> on a wrath of concon put that fear in my head, which Aaron, you know, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But listeners, the scene in the Star Trek movie Wrath of Khan where they put this bug in someone's ear, and like young Caleb was terrified. Like I hated that scene. Young Caleb, even <laughs> adult Caleb. I watched the movie a few months ago and it freaked me out. Um, it yeah, it just uh it's so it's so scary. I just have one more quick comment about bugs. Go for it. So I'm not like snakes don't really bother me. Most bugs, if I'm aware or I know what it is, does not bother me mm-hmm. too much. Um but I think with bugs really freaks me out if I see something I'm like I cannot understand what this is and that terrifies me yeah there's like so I remember as a kid I like walk outside our backyard um, and we had these bushes next to like our basement door out back and there was just like creatures so I'll describe it like 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 um, pollinating like getting stuff from the flowers off this bush and I was like it looked like a hummingbird, but it was definitely like bug like. Yeah, I just like stood there and watched this thing for like, two minutes because I was like, what is this thing? Um and like it was like 2010, so like I didn't have a phone or anything. And I like for, for like weeks I was like I was like researching on trying to figure out what this bug was. Eventually, like months later, I figured out it's what's called a um hummingbird moth. I found out what it was. Oh. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> months I, later? I know it was a long time later. Wait, when? Wait, I'm confused. You saw this when you were a child? I, yeah, I guess you're right. It would have been years later. Yeah, because I'm the one who figured out who it was because later, because Caleb was telling this story about this bug, and I was like, let me look it up. And I looked it up. And at that, you know, this is like, who knows, last yeah. year or something. And we found yeah. out it was a hummingbird moth. So, yeah. Googling that right now. There's freaky. Also, moths, for some reason, I don't know what it's about them, <clears throat> just in my DNA. Just like give, <laughs> give me give me the creeps. Whoa, uh, hummingbird moths are weird. weird. It could be the, it could be that Spencer episode. I yeah. think it's a Moths just kind of give me the the ick. The ick. Yeah, that's the same picture. I remember it. So, um, yeah. How bizarro. Um, I'm trying to think. So animals. Um. So, like Lily in my neighborhood, we had black bears. 
that just like whoa got in the trash they're more annoying than anything they never attacked yeah they never attacked anyone my dog growing up like treat it like ran it up a tree (laughs) because it chased after it so her dog was not big um he was stocky he was was stocky but no yeah he wasn't like a he wasn't great dane it wasn't what you think about when you think of like an aggressive like powerful dog yeah so i think like so my family we went to montana one summer and honestly we didn't like i don't think we actually saw a grizzly bear out there but we like i think just knowing they were near Mm. like i know because i do know one hike we went on we literally passed a group that said oh yeah a grizzly bear just like walked by this area and like when you're up there you have to get like bear spray and everything like that so i mean we were strapped and ready to go right but i mean that kind of was like i don't know that's so freaky not the whole time was i like back of my head like a bear's watching me but it was kind of like it would come up sometimes Hmm. um i was nervous kind of about seeing a moose because those things are big and can be very mean yeah yeah and we did see moose from far away, and that thing was big, <laughs> and it like was running in the water, and it was like waves coming from it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. They are, and so those are kind of spooky. I feel like so. Also, my parents like I did a lot of swimming in the ocean, and like I know I've like been close to like a nurse shark, and like you know the more docile sharks. Hmm. Um. I don't know if I've ever really seen, not saying they weren't there, but any like more aggressive type shark that I can. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely been like, like my mom, one time we were in the Bahamas, she came kind of close to like a reef shark that Mm. she had to kind of like, she was like sprinting back to the boat and we're like, oh, look at her go. Just like getting a workout in. And then she got to the boat was like freaking out. Like there was a big shark. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> okay. No, I've never been close to a shark like that. But yeah. I was thinking after I told my silly little pug story about the time <laughs> that I got stung by a jellyfish. Oh, and yeah. that was probably scarier than the than the pugs, <laughs> if I had to be honest. That sucks. Getting but stung. yeah, it, it felt like I thought it was seaweed wrapping around my leg. And oh. I was like, oh, that's crazy. So I grabbed it. And then I realized my entire thigh was, like, in excruciating pain. And then my hand was, because I grabbed it. Right. And so, yeah, I just, you know, felt like I couldn't move. My brother was right there. I was like, Nathan! And it was so dramatic. And he, like, dragged me into the shore. And I didn't even cry. That's, like, my biggest thing that I'm proud of myself for to this day. And um, big girl. I'm such a big girl. And yeah, I remember counting how many little dots there were on my leg of like all the stings. And once I got to 50 and I wasn't even like halfway done, I was like, I'm not going to keep counting. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But it was so many all over my leg and on my That's hand. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's really messed up that uh, when a jellyfish wraps around or like you, you feel a jellyfish at first, you think it's yeah. seaweed. It's so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> It's so rude. really rude. <laughs> Come on, God. God. <laughs> okay, that was it on my end. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, cool story, Erica. But like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I, I just have like a rolodex of things that I could talk about. Like I could talk about how football season's back, but I know no one cares here. 
Um, I could talk about. <laughs> I was going to talk about something that no one cares about. Do whatever you want. It's your topic. Yeah. If you want me to go first, so yeah, you can you have time first. to think, you I will. Go first. I'm going to go through my Rolodex. So my topic is really for the fans. People who have been listening since day one, you will remember that our first episode of it being the four of us, um, I my topic was I got married like a month ago and now I have to change my name and I don't know how. Right. And Megan was like giving me all of her advice. Yes. So I thought it would be nice to give an update to everyone that I have successfully changed my name on almost everything. Except for my passport, since I'm not planning on traveling anytime soon. I'll just, yeah. you know, get that whenever I need to get that. But, yeah, I have, I went to, okay, well, here's my whole story. And, Megan, Love I did it. not follow your advice because That's fine. by the time I was changing my name, um, the Social Security office was open again. Right. So I didn't even have to, like, mail in a copy or my real passport and driver's license and such i could just walk in you know and do it there so that was not even smarter it's just more convenient it's like i'm not going to try to figure out how to get a certified copy of my driver's license when i could just simply walk into the office with my license like it just was so much easier that way so anyway i ordered this box called newly named Oh, and inside yeah. this box was like file after file of like all of the papers that I needed to change my name on like all of these different um like with all the government agencies in my bank and things like that. Right. So I ordered the box. The first thing you have to do is go to the courthouse and get your marriage certificate which is different than your marriage license everybody out there i you probably told me that megan and i just didn't it didn't register so i was like hi i'm just making sure that this is all that i need and they were like so we have your marriage certificate which we can print for you now and i was like oh yeah they're like we'll print you too and i was like okay great and they're like oh yeah and also you need your there was like a bunch of things that the courthouse had that i didn't even register that i needed oh yeah i only got one thing (laughs) well that's great i i so our license is what we had to get three weeks or so before we got married and our marriage certificate is what we were supposed to get after we got married Hmm. i can guarantee you you have your marriage certificate because you can't change any name without it so i'm sure you have it yeah i just i'm like so certain what we got signed beforehand is exactly what I have now, which was my the our marriage certificate. Oh, you guys got married in Alabama, though it might it be could, different. Oh, it could be totally, yeah. yeah. Things could definitely be different state by state, so that's right. why. But I was we like, got married in a different state that y'all don't know did about. Not get a different form later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it. Anyway, go on. Um, and then I went to the DMV. With my new social security, not my new social security card. No, wait, I skipped the part about going to social security. Wait a second. I went to social security and that was awful. I had a bad experience there with a social security agent who told me to try to do this whole process online. And I was like, why would I do it online if I'm already here? Weird. He was like, if you do it online, it might only take like 20 minutes. But if you are here, you have to wait like an hour. And I was like, but I'm already here. So why would I 
trying to guess how to do it online when I can just do it here. It was very annoying. I think he was trying to get people out of line to make the line go faster. Yeah. But it was just a little bit annoying. Anyway, so that ended up working out. And then I went to the DMV. And then I went to my bank. And I got it all done. And now I have my driver's license, my social security card, my debit card. um, Even my name on the lease at our apartment all says Erica Weiss. I feel very accomplished about that because I honestly was like, am I going to be one of those people where it takes me like two years Uh to do this? And I did it in under a year. So that probably seems like still a long time, but it felt, I felt very accomplished. I I remember that whole week being like, I'm doing these tasks and Aaron didn't come with me to any of it. Aaron didn't come with me. Not that I didn't want to. I know he offered, but I was like, I'm going to be such an independent girly and I'm going to go do all these scary tasks at the scary government agencies by myself and i'm gonna bring the forms that i need and if anyone tries to talk to me i'll talk to them back and i'll be strong (laughs) and i totally did the thing and so i just wanted to update everyone that you may have wondered whatever happened to my journey of changing my name i did it and i did it with you know the help of newly named and i this is sponsored by newly named it's not but that would be really thanks hashtag no <laughs> that's been cool well i'm proud of you i think that's hard Thanks. i would have been very intimidated to go to the social security office yeah i would, I would have been a little nervous mostly because i feel like it's like you think you're gonna you know do something wrong not bring the right document and it's like i'm gonna get arrested <laughs> because i saw, yeah like goofed a little bit when they're really just gonna be like maybe annoyed and be like okay well bye <laughs> right no like i i always think the same thing where I'm like, they're going to realize that I did something where I don't even know what I possibly could have right. done, but I'm always convinced it might be illegal. Right. But like, why would it be? I don't know. So I know that exact fear. But the Social Security Office, despite the annoying agent who was being annoying to me, he sat me near all the other girlies who just got married. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> we were all just having a little chit chat like, hey, <laughs> nice to meet y'all. <laughs> so that was kind of fun yeah yeah that's all yeah it does take a while I mean I didn't do my passport until it was like oh I know we're about to travel Mm -hmm. and it took like I mean obviously take as early as you can like the moment we knew we're going out of the country I was like immediately within the week applied for a new passport because I know it can take a while but otherwise Mm -hmm. it had been like over a year and a half before I actually did my passport after I'd finished everything else. So generally everything is peeler. There's probably a few random accounts like that do not matter. That's still right. saying, but other, which that doesn't really matter, but yeah, I'm pretty much the exact same. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice to get it all done. I know. I feel like there was like a weird nervousness in between having like two different forms of identification that had different names on them and I was like I'm expressed (laughs) no oh my gosh I remember so after I changed my name at social security like later that day or the next day I went out to eat and I had to swipe my Erica Lavender debit card Mm -hmm. and I was like am I allowed to legally sign this receipt as Erica (laughs) Lavender even though I'm legally Erica Weiss right because there's some kind of discrepancy like (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna get arrested for doing a false signature for a name that is not mine like which why on earth was I thinking about that like a girl would get a grip it's not that serious and I was like 
freaking out over a taco. It was crazy. <laughs> They're not going to arrest me over a taco. <laughs> you, never, <laughs> I don't know. you never know. You never know. Um, so I had my topic and then it was on the tip of my tongue and then I started looking at pet supplies and then I lost it. What the? <laughs> oh, long-time listeners will know that I am a big fan of a certain website called YouTube. What? what? Never heard of her. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, it's been around for almost 20 years. You might have never heard of her. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, 20 years. Yeah, I know, right? Thanks. Anyways. Wow. So, lately, so some of my... Or, some of my favorite things to watch on YouTube are like the cooking YouTubers or um, history channel or not, not history channel, but like history YouTubers, geography, geography. And I have found slash been introduced to a channel that celebrates both of those things, history and food. It's, it's called weird food history. Wow. Yes. Right. <laughs> and I have watched such riveting videos such as the history of cheese. Yeah. Um I've watched uh something it was called like the miracle fat, like the miracle oil. Mm-hmm. Um and I've I feel like I've learned a lot. I, I specifically want to talk about the the miracle um the miracle oil uh let me see if i can find what it's actually what the what the ah yeah it's called the uh, the video is called olestra the miracle fat um for those of you kitties who were not around in the late 90s and early aughts um there was a new craze going around and all of your favorite uh, potato chips and tortilla chips were being fried in this quote-unquote miracle fat called Olestra. And yes. I don't think I was aware of it. So Aaron's old. He knows these things. I mean, <laughs> you're more sentient than us. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Olestra... What made it a miracle was that it had no trans fats and it would um, help actually clear cholesterol. Mm. I don't believe it. <laughs> no, it worked. It, it did work. They did. They had been testing it. this stuff. They had been testing this stuff for decades. I don't um, Procter and Gamble <laughs> had. And the thing is, it worked. The the other thing is, it made no it, it 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 was more immediate effects than that. It it oh. it, it very much gave people the runs. Oh no! Um, oh, plenty. And <laughs> well, then oh, never mind. Keep going. Um, they they didn't necessarily know this. I mean, they didn't know this until it went to market because the test audiences never had more than like, you know, a standard size bag that you would pack in your lunch or that you'd get from subway or whatever. 
Right, right. But when people ate large quantities <laughs> of it, like half a bag that you would get at the grocery store. Yeah. That's when the runs happened. And, and of course, people would do that. Yeah, of you course. Know, if you think you're getting like the healthy alternative or whatever. Oh, yeah. People are like, uh-huh. now is my chance to eat half this bag in one sitting. Right. Exactly. I mean, I would have done that if I was, you know, the I one buying it. groceries back then. And that was such the phase of like diet culture as well, where it's like yeah. every diet is amazing and you have to try this new diet, which like looking back is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was definitely that time frame where dieting was so in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very different. I remember my parents were the Weight Watchers back then. Mm. Oh, yeah. My mom was too. Um, Weight Watchers. Uh, I don't think anyone that I knew was into the Atkins diet, but that was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Lowe was a big proponent of Atkins diet. Absolutely. Still is. <laughs> he's who I, he's the face I see. I think he is Atkins. <laughs> he is. It's actually Rob Atkins. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, I bring this up because like, what is something that you've heard? It doesn't have to necessarily be recent. But you're like, this is too good to be true. Like, there's no way that this is what it seems. And then for a while, you think, you think, oh, yeah, this is this is actually what it seems. And then it kind of is just like diarrhea. Whoa. <laughs> I literally was like, Aaron's about to be like, what gives you the runs? <laughs> so, yeah, what gives you the runs? Oh, my I gosh. Forgot to... <laughs> Well, okay, so you don't need specifically things that like food or anything. No, 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 not just anything. Like what? What's like <laughs> that makes me that's too good to be true. Yeah, what's this is an oddly, great, specific... but then turned out to be not as great as you wanted. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I'm very Gosh. big. My YouTube I watch is a lot of like science, a lot of history, a lot of it's like <laughs> video essays. There's this guy, I like him. I like, don't watch his videos very often because, like, I like him because he's, he's such a nerd and, like, his delivery is kind of cheesy, which, like, I love, but I also think that makes me not watch him very much. His name is Undecided mm-hmm. with Matt Farrell. And his mm-hmm. very, I don't, you probably you really don't watch him. Yeah. Okay. But he does very deep dives into, like, new, um, like, green energy and, like, ow, I just kicked the table. Um, he has deep dives like new like green energy and like recycling technology. Um, and one of them, I remember like, last year when I was watching him more was like, um, he started this video. I think it was like his video on aluminum air batteries and how they were like this hundred percent recyclable, um, like battery and they would last like that huge battery life. Um, and he like talked about how great these batteries were, um, and then basically he was like, "The only problem is they only work once. You only charge them up once, and then you have to take them out and like ship them to this like place to recycle everything. And it is one hundred percent recyclable because it's aluminum, right? Um, but like basically, the whole video was like this guy proposed, like, it's not going to happen. But this whole like rebuilding of like world infrastructure around these aluminum air batteries so that like you just go to a gas station 
pull up, open your trunk, someone pulls out this battery, give you a new one, and just run off in like two minutes. Um, and that like cars do that or run off this battery, like um, planes and boats run off bigger scale of these batteries. Because mm-hmm. you can just basically like, once you use them, you can grind them up, crush them up, melt yeah. them down, reuse them. Yes. Um, but just having infrastructure to like move like big, like hundred pound batteries around. Um, basically like it was like, by the end of the video, you're like, man, great idea. Impractical. But like, it's one of those things like if we had been building this infrastructure for decades, maybe. It's also like. But we're too, it's too far gone at this point. Yeah. That's yeah. So it was like, I was like so excited about like, why aren't we doing this? And then he kind of explained it more in detail, which a lot of his like, the videos he does like, um, are like they get you like super excited about this new technology, and the second half is like him being like, but <laughs> bring you back down. Yeah, um, yeah. That I I've seen videos like that, and I'm like, dude, just tell me the bad news up front. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The only one that wasn't didn't have a bad side, which I'm still excited about, is mycelium like bricks uh-huh. and mycelium plus like air quotation plastics yes um which mycelium is mushrooms mm-hmm. and so like there's actually like they've been doing this at like a pretty reasonable scale of like producing like plastics and it's like from mushrooms yes. and they i've bio- seen this yeah they biodegrade within a couple like weeks um they're like allegedly they say like once they do it at scale they'll be as cheap if not cheaper than plastic to produce can also make bricks and insulation and it's actually much more efficient than like all the is other this the thing that like i don't know the exact age but pretty much a kid invented like as a styrofoam replacement yeah so this is part of i mean those are like this like, comedy has been toyed around for a while but i think this kid kind of just like figured it out and like so like i also was like a year ago i watched this video but i guess like a lot of big companies are like pumping a lot of money in these mycelium um, research researches, which is interesting. Um, so, anyway, I hope that doesn't turn out to be like um, was it Artella, whatever the remember. oil was called. Oh, what was that? The oil called the magic. Oh, Alestra. Alestra. I hope this mycelium doesn't turn out to be Alestra because, like, it makes everyone poop. We need, I don't know, man. We need, we need some. I need some good. I need some hope for the the, uh, the environment, you know. Yeah. Well, I have a very different. Um, <laughs> something very different came to mind for me. Yes. Go for it. Just a lot in in the vein of something that just seemed too good, and then it turned out that it kind of was too good, and you know, people had diarrhea. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's been keeping up with the drama around the new um olivia wilde florence pew harry styles movie i have not. negative <laughs> it's called don't worry darling i like it's very yeah the movie looks good no i want to see it too and that's the thing i'm like this is too good like mm-hmm. and as i'm sure everyone in the world knows i love harry styles so i'm like oh he's gonna be in a movie where he's like playing the lead and you know it's like gonna be a really it's not like a silly little movie and it's not like he has a minor part in a really cool movie he has a big part in a really cool movie this is awesome 
Right. Um, and the next thing you know, he's dating the director, and it's like, what? That's so crazy. Good for Harry. And then Florence Pugh is so cool, and you're like, wow, this is the best. Like, what could possibly go wrong? Well, in the past, like, week or two weeks or so, people have been like, so why isn't Florence, like, posting anything about the movie? Apparently, in, like, all of her roles, she posts a bunch of stuff on Instagram about... Mm-hmm. you know how excited she is for the movie to come out how amazing the movie is how much she loves the cast and the crew and the directors and blah 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 right she didn't post the thing and people are like that's a little bit weird for her mm-hmm. well fast forward to like the past couple of days the film had like its red carpet debut and it was at the film festival in venice or wherever they do uh-huh. film festivals and um florence like didn't show up for the press conference and they're like, oh yeah, really? she's not. They're like, yeah, she's not going to be here because, well, she's doing, um, promo for another movie right now. But while they were doing that, she was posting on her Instagram story her like drinking a spritz, still in Italy, just not at the at press thing. <laughs> so then she shows up to the red carpet in the premiere and everything. And at all times, there has to be, like, multiple people between her and Olivia Wilde. Like, they cannot get near each other. It's so bizarre. I mean, and now Harry's, like, caught up in the middle of it because Florence also is not acknowledging Harry. And Harry and Olivia date and blah, blah, blah. So it's just, like, a whole silly, like, thing. And at first, I was like, this is so stupid. Like, it just seems like Florence and Olivia had a falling out. Yeah. Like, why does it have to be a big deal? But apparently, like, it is a big deal, and it goes back to, like, Shia LaBeouf almost being in this movie, and then they cast Harry instead, what? and Olivia Olivia only cast Harry because they were dating, and Olivia said, oh, she fired Shia LaBeouf because he was a, he would made Florence Pugh uncomfortable, so I got him out of there, but it turned out that he just quit, and she did not fire him, so I'm there's so been, <laughs> I'm so confused too, and I honestly haven't pieced it all together yet. And I don't know how much more energy and effort I'm going to put into piecing it together because I'm kind of getting bored of it at this point. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's just so much to it that at this point, I'm like, what even, how can the movie be more dramatic than this? Like, this is such <laughs> high drama. And, um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bizarre. I am very, oh. I'm very confused about what happened. But it... Because clearly something happened. Like, oh, yeah. the tension is high. But I'm... I don't know. I'm just so. It's just it's, it's bananas. I only like vague. Like I think I kind of vaguely heard about this because some of my students are very, very commentary styles. I guess Absolutely. because this morning they're like, "Oh, do you see like Florence Pugh's dress at like the yeah, premiere for this premiere. last night?" I'm like, "No, I haven't." And. Like you gotta look it up because it's a sleigh. I'm like it's a sleigh. <laughs> it's a sleigh. I didn't know what the picture I saw. I don't know if I picked up on this or I accidentally read or skimmed something right. to talk about this drama. But it was like the group and then like Florence Pugh. Like not with the other cast like it was members? Like the whole cast and it was like a weird amount of space between like I think like Chris Pine was in between Florence Pugh and everyone else but it's still like a yes. weird space. Oh, no, Chris Pine has very much been the bridge bringing everyone together in this situation. <laughs> Except for there's also a rumor that Harry spit on Chris Pine, which definitely did not happen. There's a there's there's video there's video evidence of it happening, but I don't think the video shows what it looks like it's showing. And so 
it's it's so nuts i mean i feel like every time i refresh twitter i'm seeing new tweets about don't worry darling (laughs) and the drama that happened behind the scenes and it's funny because it really feels like oh my gosh this is a miracle what could possibly go wrong and now everyone has a diarrhea (laughs) This, this this movie is gonna make one or two crap tons of money because oh, wow. of all, because of all this press. Absolutely. Like people are going to be like, all right, the, what's the big hubbub? Like, why is so much buzz going around this movie? And then they're going to go see it and they're going to be like, oh. Yeah, I think just the mere fact that Harry mm-hmm. Styles and Florence Pugh, two of like, the biggest stars around right now, yeah, are in it. I think like it's going to make money regardless. Like, it'd be a very Absolutely. bad Absolutely. And people are going to talk about it for a while. Um, but, like, I hope it's, like, not some weird, like, I don't know if it's nepotism, if, like, Olivia Wilde cast Harry because... They weren't dating when she cast him. I um, thought they were. Uh-uh. They didn't start dating till early 2021, and he got cast, like, pretty much immediately after Shia left. They say that the that the timeline is sketchy, though. Some people uh, think that they were dating before that, but they only were publicly seen together. And uh, you know, who knows? Who I mean, knows? it's like it's so, like ninety percent of this is all speculation, and then ten percent of it is like, no, this actually is kind of weird. Like something definitely mm-hmm. happened, and Harry definitely spent on Chris time, but he definitely didn't. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know. But part of me can like, I won't believe that Harry didn't. I don't think he did. But part of me can believe like some crazy like because i feel like every star who has a lot of fame when they're like a teen like harry styles mm-hmm. turns out to be like crazy when they get older yeah like, yeah i won't believe that harry styles isn't like that but also i'm like i fully prepared myself to like find out that harry styles is actually like a pretty awful person so yeah that would definitely um i would need to take a week off of work to cry but i would <laughs> i you know it it's when you become a star when you're 16, that's what happens. So, so true. And folks, we'll be right back to inter- entertainment news. <laughs> um, however, something that was too good to be true for me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> totally derailed us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, tune in next week for entertainment news tonight. Um, but <laughs> He's pretending that I'm an e-news anchor and yeah. teaching all yeah. this stuff about. Anyways, go on, Aaron. Sorry. I was just trying to get us back on track. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, because um, honestly, we could have talked for another hour just about that. Because I'm actually kind of invested in it too. Um, ow. Um, <laughs> for for the listeners that we're, we have headphones in, and Erica just yanked them out on accident. Um, so something that was too good to be true for me. Uh, this is a really terrible transition. I'm really sorry, everyone. Um, especially Megan, who's giving a face. Um, a couple years ago, I tried to sell my phone on eBay, and I know the story. Someone, someone bought it for um, someone won the bid for like a hundred dollars more than I had it, like than I had on the buy it now. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah. So like. Let's say I had to buy it now on five hundred dollars, but I had I got six hundred dollars, and that's yeah. very possible in a bidding situation on eBay. Right, it's possible. Um, so they won the auction. I was very excited. I was like, 
you know what, they, they paid extra money. So I want to get it to them quick. I shipped it out pretty much as soon as the auction ended. Like I put it in a box and shipped mm-hmm. it out. Um, priority, like overnight, um, because they paid so much and I never got the money in my PayPal. Um, Oh, Folks, I fell for an eBay scam hard, and (laughs) after a long time of trying to figure out what happened, here's exactly what happened. So, when the auction was done, I had gotten an email from what looked like eBay uh, with the exact like username and address etc of the person that like quote unquote won the auction right the email was not from ebay in fact ebay will not send you emails for an auction winner you'll get a notification in the app right or in the on the website or whatever so it would all happen through the actual site mm-hmm. um and yeah, so I took the information from that email, the mm-hmm. address, and um, sent sent the phone. It was to Oklahoma City, and uh, fell for the scam. And I, I I tried to make it right. Like I tried to get PayPal customer service involved. I tried to get right. eBay customer service involved, and they I mean they couldn't do anything because. It happened outside of the site. Right. Um, and I tried to call the Oklahoma City police. Whoa. Um, and file a police report. Uh, but for some reason that didn't work. I don't remember why. Um, but yeah, I got scammed by like this 60 year old dude with a ponytail and like four teeth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real gag. Um, <laughs> How do you know his? I guess he had a profile picture. Or... Somehow, somehow we found him. Um, oh, maybe like on Facebook or something. Yeah, and yeah, so he got a free phone, <laughs> and you got diarrhea. I got diarrhea. <laughs> I kind of like this segment. It's like a fun like. I don't know, I like the deal of, like, what's something, like... Gave you diarrhea? Yeah. Like, what's exciting about gave you diarrhea? I uh, thought that this was going to be too oddly specific for anyone to have an answer for, but... I'm th- but I think... I, we've all been there, you know? I'm not great at this. <laughs> I haven't really <laughs> solidly been able to think of anything. I mean, I guess, like, I once put something on eBay and someone, like supposedly uh, uh, now on ebay at least as far as i understand like i can't send it until the person actually does pay me and so like the person who wins the bid or whatever can um has like a certain amount of time before like i can cancel the sell because they haven't actually paid me yet right and i I mean that's where i jumped the gun like i thought i got paid oh that's right yep yeah so anyway like someone did like Say they're gonna like a hundred dollars over what I was trying to sell the dress, and it did not need to be like I was probably selling the dress for like twenty bucks, and I was like, "This is like crazy." 
there's no way and then this happened a few times on the on this like clothing item i had quite a few scammers who were kind of like even people who were doing the normal amount and that how you always knew was they were like here's my number so we can talk about this more and i was like no we can talk through ebay and then you would never know but like that's i know i've probably experienced this feeling more real than that and the only reason i thought of that is because of your ebay story but Mm -hmm. maybe recycling (laughs) we're recycling sounds great but Mm -hmm. a lot of times it doesn't work like you would hope it does or (sighs) yeah especially city of atlanta they pick up the they pick up the trash cans at the same time the recycling and the regular and like they're going into the same truck yeah that's so nuts kind of like a scam so i mean knowing that a lot of the plastic we think is getting yeah. recycled is not getting recycled also plastic companies like about how recyclable yeah they'll say how recyclable yeah it's a lot of it's a scam so that's kind of a bummer i mean we're still gonna recycle because you know at least some of it's probably getting recycled we'll do our part as much as we can i guess but yeah my thought process fun. My thought process when living in city of Atlanta was I'm trying to do my part and you know what? It counts. I'm <laughs> trying. It is okay. the thought That's that You know, is. Taylor Swift actually wrote a song about that. This is me trying. Oh yeah, it was about recycling in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's been there. Yeah, she has. Mm. Yeah, that song is actually a love letter to Earth. Earth. <laughs> That's really deep. Wow, it really is. Her music is just so multifaceted, you know. It truly it sure is. I know. I'm excited for her. So, like, here's my here's my take. Oh shoot! Okay. So, like, I really want I want like an, another like like poppy like 1989 or Lover album, but mm-hmm. I love her kind of like cottage core phase. Absolutely. You know, if she wants to stay in this, I mean, she she can do what she wants. I'm gonna listen to it. It's probably gonna be great. Yeah. But part of me just still wants like a a more poppy, less acoustic like. That's because you're now like catching up to the to, you didn't get to live through when all this true. when all yeah. the poppy stuff was yeah. coming out. Yeah. You like have had to go back and like you're like oh well now. Why, why can't you keep doing this? Like, you yeah. never got to live through the poppy That's stuff. That's true. You really so, only got into it when folklore came out. Yeah. For the viewers, I... Okay, well, we can end it, do we? Do you want to go into a whole no, Taylor you know Swift what? I background? Can go my... Maybe another time. I think I'm talking but... about the thing before, though. You, you can bet your bottom dollar that come October, when we'll, Midnight's we'll a... comes out, we will have... We'll have an entire... <laughs> entire three-hour-long episode. <laughs> I... I'm not committing. <laughs> it might have to be a couple of weeks out for three hours. I, I, I need a lot of time to digest for three hours. No, I, I, mean, I was kidding about the hours, but we will be talking about it a lot. But oh. can I say really quick, the theory that I love the most about the vibe that Midnight's will be is that on the Lover album, there's a song called Daylight, which mm-hmm. is the closing number. And apparently before she wrote the song Lover, she thought she would call that album Daylight. Because right. she loves that song so much, and that really does fit the theme of the album. So that this album, Midnight's, will kind of be like the dark version of right. Lover. So it'll be like the same kind of poppy feeling, but instead of being all about like love and happiness, it'll be a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. So That's I like that theory a lot. <laughs> but also, if she wants to stay in her cottage core era, she can do whatever she <laughs> okay. wants. She 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 runs the world. She does. Her and Beyonce. She is pop music. Truly. Folks, thanks for tuning in to Best Friends Pod. Um, We're going to send you out with a 
potential remix of This Is Me Trying by Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> maybe not, but in either way, enjoy what you listen to next. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> Toodles. Just one. 